When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 39 and breathe their air. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> That's uh, teacher Lily. Gotcha. And uh, obviously, she didn't, she's not ready to go back to work. <laughs> she doesn't want to go back to work. <laughs> I want Donald Trump to go over and read here. The... Look, here's the bottom line. First of all, good morning. Welcome back. I missed you yesterday, as, as did millions of people who listen to the show every day. So I'm glad you're <laughs> back this morning. Good to be back. Good to be back. Um, Thanks for watching my back yesterday. Oh, no worries. Um, so, you know, um, this is the debate that's, that's you know, arisen now. Kids going back to school in the fall. And how safe is it for them to go back to school? And what are the conditions? And you just heard a teacher, and she's representative, really, of a lot of the teachers that are out there in the teachers' uh, unions. Oh, no, we can't go back to school. Don't go, no, 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 no. Happy to draw a paycheck, but don't go back to school. Um, and, and, and the point that I was bringing up earlier this morning, I was just asking parents how they felt about it, and I think 100% of them said yes, the kiddos need to go back to school. And the point is, we always do this with our kids and our grandkids, is we mitigate the risk, first of all, and second of all, we weigh the risk. So when you're looking at them going back to school, we have always looked at the possible things that they could contract at school, whether it's a, a flu or another virus of some kind or a common cold or whatever, they can contract that, and they do, because kids are pretty dirty. You know, they can spread a lot of yeah. stuff. You know? <laughs> they are. They're pretty dirty. They put their hands in, the, in their mouth after putting their hands in the dirt and everywhere else. And then, uh, and, and we also know the other stuff that happens in the schools, and we know that that's an awful thing that, that has happened in the past, and it makes the news. We know that. But we weigh all of that, and we look at all that, and we say, okay, that versus the long-term implications of them not being in school, and we say on a day-to-day basis, they need to go back to school. Well, and I, you know, it's like I always say with, with adults. It's, I think it's even more true of, of kids that they need that structure. They need that socialization. That's that's part of the educational process and when they're take and they look you remember when we were kids we look forward to going back to school at the end of the summer look forward to seeing our friends uh you know it was a schedule uh uh you know and i i think there's it does damage to these kids mental the mental health factor again of not having any set schedule because you know what it's like doing work at home i mean they get through it fairly quickly and then uh, what do you do? You know, so uh-huh. I, 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 I think meant for their mental health sake, they need to go back to school. And they're hardier than we are. You know, yeah. they have hardy little immune systems because they, right. you know, eat Elmer's glue and roll around the dirt. I'm not <laughs> suggesting anybody sneeze eat Elmer's on each glue, other, sneeze on each other. They <laughs> nose pickers. You know, I mean, so I, I, you know, I, I, I think they need to go back to school. I, I'm, I'm in full agreement with that. 
Yeah, and and so they're talking about the masks, and they're talking about the social distancing, and they're talking about making them wash their hands several times a day for 20 seconds, and that all being overseen by a teacher. I, You know, it it was a while ago when I went to school, I'll admit that, but I had good experiences actually being in a school. Now, I said this earlier, it's not for every kid. Every kid is different, and there are some kids that will respond well to being home or, you know, homeschooled or, you know, digital learning or whatever, whatever the new horizon awaits is but other kids have to be with with other kids and uh, i had a great experience throughout my entire school life of being with other people and and socializing with those people and that was the best thing i took really out of school more important than what i learned uh, in academia uh it was uh, how to, how to be with other human beings <laughs> well i know we don't we play down that you know we, we played that down since this whole pandemic thing kicked in but that's a vital thing you learn as a kid is how to interact with other humans. You're you're in your own little closed society, uh, or you have certain responsibilities, like you will in the real world. You have to interact with people you like. You have to interact with people you don't like, and you learn from both. You know, I mean, I to a certain extent, I hated school because I was real <laughs> little and I got picked on a lot. I mean, and I was always a new kid because we moved around a lot. So I, I that taught me some vital social skills. Like yeah. developing a sense of humor and then learning how to, in a sense, get to know people and debullify them. <laughs> that makes sense. Sure. By who you're being, you know. So it, it, and that's those are things I've learned, or that I've used my entire adult life. So I, you know, yeah. I, I, you're really rolling the dice uh, on their mental health, I think, and on their futures by keeping them out of school because of your paranoia, you know, or your. Fear. And I've never. Again, I've never bought off on the whole socialization thing for for every kid because it's not, not it doesn't kid, right. it, it doesn't work for every kid, right? Every kid is different. You can have two kids or three kids in a family, and you'll have three different kids. You can have ten kids in a family of ten different kids that have ten different means and 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 respond ten different ways to different things in their lives. Um, we have two very different granddaughters. They are they're night and day from each right. other. One is very gregarious and outgoing, and boy, she never met a stranger, and da 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 da. Uh, you know, here I am, world, and the other is funny as all get out, but in a quiet, reserved kind of way. Should just slip in a barb every once in a while. You go, whoa, where'd that come from? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> whoa, what was that? Right. And they socialize differently too, right? So one of them could go for weeks without having to be around somebody. And the other one's like, no, no, I don't want to go five minutes without being with somebody. I want to be with somebody right now. So right. everybody's different. Everybody is different. I mean, uh, that that is true. But again, you you in a sense figure out those differences as a kid, going through the, the educational process, getting up and going to school, you know. And uh, I I I I know it's risky. I know you know we've got what ten thousand cases. It is. You know, in one day yesterday in Texas, confirmed cases. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I, they got to go back to school and and have that experience. You're robbing them of that experience of learning how to... They, they already have enough trouble socializing with, with the, the social media and the video games and all that stuff. You know, how much worse are they going to be if you just keep them home so that yeah. they won't ever get sick? You know, uh, they're, they're going to be shut-ins. They, they won't know how well, to act with other people. 
I, I had a uh, emailer earlier who said, yeah, I'm good with all that, and they do have stronger immune systems, and they can withstand all this, but the problem is them catching it and bringing it home to a weaker parent or whatever. That can be said of just about anything, right? right. They could catch the common flu, right, H1N1, whatever, and they could bring that home uh, to their weaker parents or grandparents or whatever. So th- those are the risks that we have to take if we're going to be an open and free society. If you don't want to take those risks, then we have another option, and that's like Spain and uh, uh, all these other countries, we're just going to total lockdown. You never leave your house. You never leave a room. You stay in the same room Ugh. in your house the rest of your life, which, I mean, that's an option for some people. They Some people prefer that, and some of these teachers are actually preferring that. Some of these teachers are saying, no, 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 no. We don't want our kids back in school. We don't want to go back into the school. It's just too dangerous for uh, anybody to be in there uh, right now. So, well, anyway. If we're going to do that, we, just lock down the whole country and nobody leaves well, that's what I'm saying. anywhere forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. It's, that's it's what crazy. I'm saying is that you know, the, the alternative to that is just don't do anything yeah. at all. And, right. you know, you stay there. <laughs> Um, in the last hour, we talked about this thing over at Mount Rushmore. We'll get into that just a little bit, not not much on that, but we'll talk a little bit about that. And we do want to talk about uh, this DA charging a couple with a hate crime out in California. What did they do to get charged with a hate crime? And we'll update you on all the other news stuff as we break it down for you this morning. Where and Rima on KTSa. Whatever you're driving right now, maybe it's an F-150, might be a Super Duty truck, might be the brand new Duramax from Chevy, whatever. Might be a little car, a little sports car that you just picked up. One of the new Supras from Toyota. Whatever you've got, doesn't matter if it's three days old or 35 years old, then you got to have BG products circulating inside that engine. And I can tell you that with all the trust and confidence of knowing what works in a vehicle to protect that vehicle and get maximum fuel mileage and performance out of that vehicle. And BG is the best I've ever found. And I tried them all, you know, throughout the years, and tried them all in racing applications as well as I was uh, racing uh, stock cars and working on my brother's stock cars and all that. And BG just simply stood, uh, withstood the test, the, the stood up to whatever we threw at it throughout the years and since i've been using it in our family vehicles now for probably three decades at this point uh i've loved it i've just absolutely loved what we have received from using bg products now you can get them when you change your oil next time you stop in to have that done just say hey put the bg in there and they will uh they've got it to go inside the crankcase they've also got a great fuel system treatment too bgfindashop.com it's bgfindashop.com the accurate forecast it's an easy one to remember Hot. That's it. No rain really in the forecast. Oh, we might get one of those afternoon pop-up diurnal heating thunder showers, but nothing that's going to take care of the drought that we're in. So get ready because we're going to be facing those water restrictions before you know it. And over the weekend, temperatures will more than likely break out of 100. So we probably over the weekend dealing in some spots. 103, 105, that kind of thing over the weekend. So know what you got to do heading into a very hot weekend. 80. Bringing America back. Get what you need to know at KTSA.com. We're very much going to put pressure on uh, governors and everybody else to open the schools, to get them open. All right. It is where and Rima. It is 717, 550 KTSA and FM. 1071. I, I, I guess the cancel culture is coming for some of their own. Is that what you're saying? Well, when Noam Chomsky is not liberal enough <laughs> for the new liberals, you know they've lost their minds. They are completely uh-huh. unhinged. Uh, Chomsky, who I can't stand. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think he's a, he's, I don't agree, obviously, with the stuff that he has been publishing for years. A very, very, very liberal guy. Hates America. 
91 years of age. He and J.K. Rowling and a bunch of other uh, artist types uh, published a letter in Harper's criticizing the cancel culture because J.K. Rowling just went through this when he said, hey, a man is a man, a woman is a woman. If you, a man just can't be a woman. And they tried to cancel her. And Chomsky, uh, you know, is uh, also defending, uh, you know, we have to be able to put our ideas out there and debate them. And because of that, he's, you know, they want to cancel his 91-year-old butt, you know. And it's just, <laughs> who are these people that, that you know, f- they deface Frederick Douglass statues. They, right. they think Noam Chomsky is uh, an ally of Donald Trump. This right. really is a moron parade. It really, really is. It's that bad. You cannot wander off the uh, politically correct reservation, if you will, one molecule without these people calling you a racist or, or trying to cancel you. It's just, it's, it's surreal, man. It's Noam yeah. Chomsky. <laughs> right. Well, David Brooks as well, uh, Salman Rushdie, they all signed the Salman letter. There Rushdie, were 150. Yeah. yeah. There were 150 people who signed this and basically just saying the cancel culture thing has got to stop because you guys are now censoring uh, open dialogue and open thought. This is something we've been saying for a long time, but as long as it was just conservatives who were being uh, censored, the Ben Shapiros of the world and people like that, right. these folks, the Salman Rushdie's of the world and Noam Chomsky's of the world, they were fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but when they came for them, now the whole story's changed. Are you going to stop this? You got you can't do this anymore. Well, guess what? Guess what? That's what Marxists do. Right. They cancel people. They're doing it in Hong Kong right now. China has moved into Hong Kong and they're taking pro-democracy books off the shelves in Hong Kong. That's what Marxists do. That's what the Democrat Party is. That's what Joe Biden reigns over right now. He's not reigning over anything. He doesn't even reign over his own mind. But, you know, that's what his name is over right now. Right. And that's what's going to happen to America if he's elected. Well, I, I posted something about this last night because this letter you? is, uh, uh, you know, mostly artist types and, uh, and opinion right. people, philosophers. Uh, and I, I said, you know, I don't, I'll never understand why anyone who is in the creative fields, who is an artist, would want to willfully live in a fascist state where you don't have the freedom to make a movie about whatever you want to make a movie about. You don't have the freedom to write a book about whatever you want to write a book about. That's right. Everything is dictated to you. Why would any creative person want to live in that society? Makes it no has sense. always mystified me that how, why artists always gravitate towards that far left stuff that would cancel them out. You know, if right. they were actually in that world, if they were living in that world, you think they let a guy like Salman Rushdie publish anything? You know, I mean, no, <laughs> no. In fact, he had a price on his head that was put he there did. by Muslims at one time to take his head off, and that's the kind of thing that Marxists do as well. They they actually in history have ki- communists and what have you have killed people for things that they have written they've murdered yeah. them for writing it's, things it, it's it's the weirdest i've never understood it i've never no. ever it's it's also been one of the biggest sort of roadblocks for me artistically to get my stuff out there because people make assumptions because of what i do for a living and 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 they are a very very close-minded bunch of people the, the uh creative folks in this country right now isn't that they crazy? They really are. It is. They're supposed to be open-minded and all that kind of stuff and accepting of all viewpoints, and, and they're the least open-minded people of all. Well, yeah, there's another story that's out, right. too. 
you might find interesting this morning. Just a quick mention here. Mary Kay Letourneau died at the oh, age yeah. of 58. I remember doing this show in 1996 when the story broke of her Ugh. with sixth-grade Villy Falau in a car. He made her pregnant. She got pregnant, whatever, however you want to put that. Uh, and in 1997, she pleaded guilty to raping him. The baby was born, named Audrey, in May of that same year. While she was awaiting sentencing, she went away for six months. Two weeks after her release, she was caught in a car again with Billy Falal having sex with him. She Ugh. was pregnant with the couple's second child named Georgia. Georgia was born in prison because she went away for seven years. When she got out after that seven years, they got married. Uh, they divorced uh, last year. Falal said, I'm not a victim. I'm not ashamed of being a father. I'm not ashamed of being in love with Mary Kay. Well, Billy, here's the deal. She, uh, By the way, Mary Kay died yesterday at the age of 58 from cancer. You right. were a victim. She did right. rape you. Uh, you were a child. At sixth grade, 12 years old, you were a child, and she raped you, and you were a victim. Um, sorry when anybody like you know uh, uh, passes away, particularly with something as awful as cancer. I'm not commenting on that. I'm commenting on him saying, well, I was never a victim. Yes, you were. If you're 12 and she's 38 and she's raping you in the backseat of a car, you're a victim. Period. Yeah, dude, it's like it, you, she changed the entire direction of your existence before right. you were even an adult. She made decisions for you that affected your life and affect your life to this day. That's just always been a really weird, dark, and icky story, you know. I mean, it's just got so many different awful parts to it, you know. So I, uh, my wife told me last night before I went to bed that she had passed away, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Sorry. Yeah. She yeah. was a really, really disturbed human being. Big time. Um, we have uh, you know a DA here in Bear County who was elected largely because George Soros put a bunch of money behind him to have him win over the former DA, right? right. Uh, now another George Soros DA, this one in Contra Costa County, California. Can you say that ten times really fast? <laughs> no. <laughs> Contra Costa County, California. Contra Costa County, California. Uh, the district attorney out there. <laughs> is Diana Becton. Diana was put into office by uh, none other than George Soros and his money. He did this with DAs all across the country, so he would get them to do what they want or what he wants them to do when it comes to crime in various cities. Now we know why. Now we know why he put these folks in place when you see what's happening in the country. Anyway, uh, they had painted, as, as they're doing all over the country, on the streets, Black Lives Matter in that uh, county. Well, another couple took their paint and went over and painted over a couple of the letters of Black Lives Matter and oh, that was painted on the streets. And they painted over it and said, no, you know, all lives matter. And that's what they were, that was their statement, uh -oh. this couple's statement. Yeah, buddy. Oh, uh -oh. man. Oh, can't say that. <laughs> so Soros DA Diana Becton went and grabbed them, arrested them, and is now charging them. They were doxxed, by the way, in the media. The media jumped on it. Activists jumped on it, doxxed these, this couple, put their private information out, phone numbers, addresses, and all of those kind of things. And they were arrested for a hate crime, violation of civil rights, by painting over two letters in the word Black Lives Matter and saying that all lives matter gets you arrested for a violation of civil rights, and that is the charge that has been brought against these two by a George Soros DA in California. Yeah, it, 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 you cannot say all lives matter. I mean, it's really bizarre. That's a hate crime. It's a hate crime now to say all lives matter. Let me say that again. It's a hate crime to say all lives matter. It's racist. That is so upside down, it, it makes me want to vomit. It, it really is. 
Okay, the, here, here's the dealio. If we all lived again, if we lived in this society they would have us live in, law and order would depend on who you are, who you are and what you're doing. Okay, you would you would face different a different kind of justice if you're a couple of folks who are around about the business of saying all lives matter. Uh, whereas if you want to run through the streets and rip statues off of uh, off of their pedestals and destroy stuff, you would face a different kind of justice. I think we're all seeing that. You know, I mean, a lot of these protesters that have been about the business of vandalizing and committing crimes almost on a nightly basis, they're not getting arrested. They're not getting nope. arrested. Not at all. But these two change a couple of letters, uh-huh. you know, and, and it's a hate crime. It's absurd. It is that, absurd. Again, just... that's the world we'd live in if they if they ran the whole shebang. Exactly. And that's what we're talking about with the Chomsky thing and the cancel culture. This is a cancel culture DA who is funded by George Soros, who is now charging this couple with a hate crime and a civil rights violation for merely painting over a couple of letters that were painted on the street. Think about that for one second and what that means, the implications of that for our entire society going forward. And anytime you say brown lives matter, oh, well, nope, uh-uh, now yeah, it's, a, it's a hate crime right here. Well, white lives matter. Oh, no, don't you dare oh, no. go there. Oh, boy. You know, so in, anytime you say something that they don't approve of, it's a hate crime. And you yeah. will be charged with a hate crime. Whether it is or it is not. <laughs> right. Whether it's totally benign or not. If they determine what you have said is a hate crime, then it just magically becomes one. And you know and what? That's scary. Huh? And the s- second part of that is that changes on a whim. So now oh, yeah. you never know what the, what the rules are. The reason we have a Constitution and we have laws that are written is so that from day to day, when you wake up in the morning, you know what the rules are, and you're supposed to live with those rules. But if they're deciding what you say on a minute-by-minute or word-by-word basis can be a crime, much less a hate crime can be a crime, then you never know what you can say or can't say. Isn't that kind of the way we're living right now? A lot of yeah. people are living right you now going, really, what, can, what can I do? You never really know. If you're right. a hate crime or not, is this okay? Until they tell you, you've right? just done that, right? You know, and uh, how do you even how do you have a conversation about anything uh, in that regard? You can't. You can't even have a you can't have a conversation about anything if those are the rules. That one side of the conversation can determine when you're committing a hate crime or when your speech is inappropriate, whether it is or it isn't. You know, they do that all the all the time with this dog whistle crap. You know, where you could say something completely benign. I like gardenias, you know. Oh, oh that's, uh, that's, uh, that means you hate black people. That's a, that's a dog whistle. <laughs> you upset the orchids with that you one, know. buddy. Boy, I'd like some Mac salad. Oh, uh, no, uh, no, that's a dog whistle. It's, it's white. It's my Mac salad's white. You're talking to the white uh-huh. supremacists. And that Waldorf Astoria is not going to like that at all. All right, quick break for the bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Warren Rima continues. And the latest Black Lives Matter tactic and what they're doing with their protest across America. And you need to be aware of it. But right now I want to tell you about our friends at Amogee Bank. You know, Amogee has just so many wonderful services that you can avail yourself of to protect your money and to grow your money. And the experts to help you with all of that all along the way. Regardless of what your current situation is, they can make it better through banking. It's better banking. 
at Amogee Bank. It always has been. That's their dedication to you as a person and to your organization. If you have a family-run business, I can tell you from firsthand experience, Amogee is all about family-run businesses. You want to keep the family harmony, right, and keep the cohesion of the family. That's really hard to do when everybody's in business together because everybody's got a different idea on what to do with the business, and sometimes you fight like cats and dogs, and that's okay, but you've got to have somebody to bring everybody back together again and start moving in the right direction, and somebody that knows the power of business and somebody who understands what works and what doesn't work and somebody who then has the resources that they can lend to your family-run business so your family-run business can grow and be as successful as it possibly can. That's Amogee. Amogee N.A. Member FDI.com. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The irony of that is that I asked Governor Kemp to allow us to mandate masks in Atlanta, and he said no. Uh, but he has called in the National Guard without asking if we needed the National Guard. Yeah, well, you clearly did, though, Mayor Bottoms, <laughs> because you had a chop zone that was shooting eight-year-old girls. So I, yeah. I think you probably needed the National Guard. And, and, and him calling it a National Guard, by the way, was more of uh, freeing up the troopers so that, you know, the, the National Guard comes in and does the job that the troopers do so the troopers can go out and investigate these crimes and enforce the law because you weren't doing it. Miss right. Madam Mayor, and so uh, you know somebody had to jump in there and take up for the people, and the governor went ahead and did it. Your buddy Kanye West no longer supports Donald Trump. He says Biden's not special. He said Joe Biden, come on, like come on, man, please. No, Joe Biden, <laughs> he doesn't support Donald Trump either, and uh, he's running uh, for president. You know, slick move to get your name out there and get some you know notoriety right now but he said i'm not saying trump's in my way he may be part of my way and joe biden like come on man please you know obama special trump special we say kanye west is special american <laughs> american is special people bill clinton special joe biden not special <laughs> you're not special joe no not, not spe- yeah that's special at all you know, I, I don't know what it is with that guy. I mean, I, 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 you know, sometimes I think he's interesting, and other times I think he's completely uninteresting. I, I don't know what it is. Do you think he's got so much money at this point that he's almost just pure ego, and he just reacts to stuff? You know, like he just, like if he, oh, I, I'm going to run for president, you know, and that's, that's it, then he's going to run for president. Because you know what? He's not going to run for president. He's not actually going to run for president. We, we talked yesterday about... Uh, Deborah or Monday, I guess Deborah Messing, uh, worried that Kanye is going to peel off young black votes from Joe Biden. <laughs> Remember that? And I'm like, oh, yeah. how oh, yeah. self-important are you people? You actually believe he's going to run for president to the extent that he's going to he's going to cut into the black vote for Biden? Right. These people are ridiculous, man. Well. He's not going to run. All he's doing, and this is a tactic that people have used for centuries, is that you announce that you're running for political office, and you get it. it fame hogs do it all the time. Fame hogs. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, you want you want attention. You want the cameras on you. You want people to focus on you. Then you say, "I'm running for office." Yeah, it worked for me the other year when I said I was going to run for mayor. You know, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, well, somebody printed a bumper sticker. I was, I was, I was right. just being funny. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's. You're right, and I, I think he's one of those guys where if nobody's paying attention to him, because let me tell you, this time last year, a lot of people were paying attention to him. Well, you know Remember? what? Because he was doing the whole church sure. trip and the Sunday morning thing. Uh huh. And but what, you and I talked why, about. Why him. did he do that? Why did he do that? And why did he do? Why did he go meet with uh, Trump in the White House and wear the "Make America Great Again" red hat? Because he had that album coming out. Well, guess what? He's got coming out in a week or so. No. Guess what's coming out? 
just got an album coming out? No. 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 Mm-hmm. Shocking. And he announced he's yep. running for president the week before. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell you one of his damn songs. I couldn't tell you one of his songs. I don't know anything about his music. I, I've heard a little of it. I, he put up so-called gospel that gospel record last year. Right. I think you listened to it. I, I, I don't know. I think I did. Don Morgan listened to it and said it wasn't too yep. bad. Right. But, you know, he, he's, yeah. he's a marketing guy. He, he knows how to market himself. So what you're telling me is when you're cruising down uh, blank Bandera Road and you got the window rolled down and you got your cigarette hanging out the window and you're leaning <laughs> over in the seat, you don't have Gold Digger just jamming like crazy on the radio? Is that what you're telling me? No, huh? no. <laughs> I have split ends, okay? Uh, you know, you know I, got, I got Prince or U2 blaring out of my, you know, or, or Willie Nelson or Waylon Jennings, you know. It's, no, I, I, don't, I don't blast the Kanye. Man, they're going to kick I, it, you out I, of Bandera Road. It's more likely I'll have Selena playing than I would have oh. you know, Well, that's Kanye. acceptable. That's good yeah, right there. Yeah, and people yeah. look at you like, oh, look at the cool white guy playing Selena. You know, so that's cool. <laughs> but I, no, I don't know what Gold Digger is. I don't know what any of his music sounds like. And, and I think yeah. I'll be fine if I... Are you? If I make it through my life and, and never hear a full... Are you sure about record. that? I mean, I'm not you could trying be missing out on... Right. <laughs> I'm not trying to cancel him. God bless if him. You like him. God bless fine. his success. Yes. If you like his music, listen that, to the, the hell out of it. You know, but I mean, yeah. I, it's just not my thing. <laughs> well, let me tell you about something else that's been going on around the country. It happened in New York City last night. And it's something that I think people should be aware of and that people should have a plan. Uh, a guy was driving his SUV uh, in New York City, Midtown. And protesters were blocking the street. So they surrounded his SUV with their bicycles. They were on bicycles. And they started to uh, scream at him. And uh, this was all now deleted videos. You know, these videos were up. And now they've all mysteriously d- disappeared now. Right. Uh, but they surround the vehicle. One stood in front of him to stop him. And the other started shouting, we're going to pop your tire, bro. End quote. And then seconds later, you could see a guy reaching over with a knife and popping the tire on the left side of the car, uh, puncturing the tire several times. And then you hear a hissing noise. Pop his tire, pop his blanking tire. So then they did. And then a driver who faced being surrounded by these protesters, Black Lives Matter protesters in midtown Manhattan, and with a flat tire where he couldn't go anywhere, he mashed the gas, didn't run over anybody because they had moved out of the front, drove a couple of blocks away. The cops caught him and took him in. And he said, I feared for my life. No injuries were reported. A couple of bicycles were run over in the process. But this is a new tactic when they shut down the highways and you show up. And they've been doing it, by the way, terrorizing. Uh, moms taking their kids various places, and they've been showing up and surrounding these cars where the mamas are driving to and terrorizing them. And, and I say when you do that or when you show up in front of somebody's home and you're threatening them to, to kill them at their home, you're a terrorist. That's terrorizing. Yeah. Well, and it's just pointless rage. I mean, what are they trying to accomplish? What, what is the point? What, what, are they, what, is the, what, what is the point of doing that to people? What is your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Here's what I submit. There is no goal. It's just, I feel like doing this. I feel like messing with this person for no reason whatsoever. I mean, that's how that little girl got shot because her mom was trying to get around a barricade that they had set up, you know, uh, and they just started shooting at the car. Uh, it, it's pointless rage. It's pointless violence. Not that there, you know, not that there's ever a point to that kind of violence, but 
you know, somebody's got to put a stop to it. And, the, and you know, I said on Monday, gee, is anybody noticing that we're seeing more uh, examples of this kind of thing in the cities where they've defunded the police or they're talking right. about it? Right. Or where the cops have been told to stand down? Yep. You know, I mean, there's your argument for the police department, you know, right there, right in front of you. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, 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 uh, it's uh, do whatever you want, man. Mess with whoever you want, shoot at whoever you want, beat up whoever you want. And again, I think from at the street level, there's no real point to it. It's just, no. we can do this, so we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, and, and at the lowest level, at the most base level, it is criminality because when you're, oh, you yeah. know, shoving a, a knife in a guy's tire that he probably paid a couple of hundred bucks or more for, tires on those SUVs ain't cheap, uh, you no. know, uh, you, you know, you're committing a criminal act and you need to go to jail for committing a criminal act because that's what you've done. And I don't know how else somebody who has their car surrounded by these people in the middle of a street, and then their car is disabled. I don't know how else you're supposed to respond. Are you supposed to sit there and let them break the window out and do whatever the hell they want to do to you and your daughter in the car? I don't think so. So how else do you think that a law-abiding, rational-thinking human being in the United States of America is going to respond when you surround their car and start beating on their, t- their car and, and, and flattening the tires? Of course, you're going to get run over. Stay out of the way. It's called... A According to the Constitution, peaceably assemble to protest your government, not be a hellion and a criminal on the streets. We'll take a quick break. After the uh, after the break, we'll come back more. Where and Rima here on KTSA Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat and AC, the good guys. Quarter Moon, always ready to take care of your AC issue. Well, I'm going to tell you about the AccuWeather here in a couple of minutes, and, and when I do, the numbers are just going to shock you. It's going to be triple digits and higher uh, throughout the weekend, and already today in some of the listening area that will be higher than than triple digits as well, even today. So. You got to know somebody who can take care of your AC so you can stay nice, cool, calm, comfortable inside your house. And the people that I trust here at the warehouse are our friends over at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. Anytime, 24-7, they'll respond to you quickly, get a, a certified tech out there to get your AC working again. And if you need a brand-new system, they can get that for you as well. The top name brands and great financing available today and every day from Quarter Moon at 210-65. You know you need to. The president is trying to use young students as pawns. So we are actively planning for safe and safe and healthy ways to hold in-person classes in colleges, but it's certainly not a guarantee. Governor Jay Inslee, that's just so stupid. He's not trying to use anybody as a pawn. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm tired of, man, and we, and we made a whole show about this yesterday. Took a lot of calls about this. <clears throat> All of this is being so politicized and primarily by the left, by the neo-Marxist Democrats primarily, this is being so politicized, you don't know what to believe anymore. You can't, you can't trust, you know, as an example, our local leadership. Uh, you, you can't trust somebody who is telling you, wear a mask and stay home, when he goes out without a mask and gets right in the middle of a big protest in downtown San Antonio and curses the city. Or his, his cohort goes to a restaurant and is caught on camera in a restaurant, visiting with somebody in a restaurant without his mask on, just standing there talking to some dude that, you know, he stopped at a table to talk to. You can't, at that point, how do you, how do they have any credibility? They don't have any credibility at all to tell you, wear a mask and stay home when that's going on. And then the the school issue is is a is a completely uh, other issue, and you can't trust these guys now because they politicized it so badly. Well, and, and I don't know what the motivation. I, I can't tell if they're so arrogant about it they really don't 
see or realize what hypocrites they are and how they invalidate their own cause with that stuff. Or if, it, you know, it's just really, well, okay, we this is for the little people. This is what you need to do. Okay, we're the ones who are thinking for you so we can do whatever we want. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know which it is because it's so glaringly obvious that they're full of crap on this stuff. And you're right. You, 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 if, if you're out there saying we need to arrest people who aren't wearing masks, and then is the first chance you get, if you need to go out there and hang out with the protesters, you rip that mask <laughs> off and you forget about social distancing. Why right. would you expect anyone to take you seriously? Yeah, where's so I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's yeah. pure arrogance that's blinding them to that. Uh, I, I don't know because they're not well, it's politics people. is what it is. It's, it's politics right. because they have a political axe to grind. That, that's my, bit, my, my you know my whole point and been my whole point about this. When somebody has com- is coming at this from a political point of view, and the only thing they intend to do with this is use it as another political tool that's in their kit to be able to use to manipulate people right. in their to their advantage politically. Well, then you can't trust them. You don't know. You 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 can't believe them. And you look at that and you say, that's exactly the way they have been playing this thing from the get-go. And it's a real shame because what you do is playing with people's lives. And now you're talking about playing with kids' lives. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I'm sorry. It's just it's not going to be healthy to keep the kids home, you know, longer than, uh, than the summer, uh, when, than when they would normally be home. They've already been home longer than the summer, I mean, because it started before the summer. Yeah, but the mental health issues. Now, you know what? If you really don't want your kid going to school, then you homeschool. You have that option. You can always homeschool your kids if you don't want them going to school. But the kids who want to go to school, who are healthy, they should be in school. They they need well, that in their lives. And keep in mind, the other part of kids going to school is so that parents can go to work. So well, if yeah. you're, you know, if you're part of this whole thing of people shouldn't go back to work because. Again, going back to politicizing it, and you believe that you want to keep the country on lockdown so that it hurts the reelection of Donald Trump because the economy is tanking. The fastest way to do that is keep the kids home, and if the kids aren't yep. going to school, then the parents can't go to work, and the economy continues to suffer throughout November. And then suddenly in November, hey, you can go back. The kids can go back to school, and you can go back to work. Right? Isn't that sick, though? When you think about it, I mean, it's really sick. I mean, very twisted. You you, you want people to suffer. You want people to suffer because you Correct. think it'll help you politically. That's Correct. the that's the choice of a sociopath. Mm-hmm. That that is, I mean, that is someone who is so disconnected from real people that they've drifted into uh, into this weird place where you actually feel good about hurting other people. Huh? You know, yeah. uh, and and I I can't wrap my mind around it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, just, I don't understand it. I, I just don't. I, I never will. Well, I hope I never do. Yeah, well, at some point you realize a lot of these people are just soulless. You know, that's yeah. that's it. They don't have a soul inside their body when they're willing to uh, risk the lives of people in order to crush the economy so that their guy gets elected. And there are people that are doing that right now as we speak. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Mount, fixing Mount Rushmore because one of the brilliant minds in the media has decided what it's going to take to actually fix it. 
it. Because, you know, Mount Rushmore is broken now. It wasn't when Obama was there, and it wasn't broken when Clinton was there, but it's broken now. we got to fix it. And the media mind who says this is the way to fix it. We'll talk about that coming up. Warren Rima, KTSA. And the total is $878,930.65 that she's paid him to date. She says, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong. She wants to blow the system up. This is how Marxists work. They live in a different world. They live in rarefied air. They get the airplanes. They get the nice cars. They get the nice meals. And the rest of us, we're digging for scraps behind uh, church's fried chicken when they toss the chicken out at night. That's the way it works in a Marxist communist society, and that's the way she's headed this country. It's not going to affect her. It's not going to bother her. She's still going to take campaign money and give it to her husband, and they're going to be fine, and they're going to live fine, and everything's going to be fine. You you and the rest of the world, middle class, you're going to be you're going to be crawling around on your hands and knees looking for a dog. That's what it is. That's what happens. Right, and don't think I haven't gone down the street and looked for scraps behind the churches, but I, but Never mind that. <laughs> of course, she hates. Well, what, uh, what's, I'm being funny, but it's it's interesting how these folks they hate they hate the whole idea of profit. They hate the idea of capitalism, but man, they sure do like like making profit off of their politics. You they sure do like the money when it's flowing into their bank accounts. Mm-hmm. They sure do like the luxurious lifestyle when it's their private jet or it's their limousine. And I think that's what's grotesque about it. So this this woman, since she set foot here, or since she set foot or started began her political career, has essentially been enriching herself one way or the other. The whole squad. You know, Eight hundred thousand dollars she paid her own right. husband. Right. You know, I mean, I was, I was looking at that story earlier, going, "Are you kidding me?" Uh, so you know, again, we talk about whether people invalidate themselves by their own actions. You can't sit there and scream and yell about the evils of capitalism and people who seek profit. When you are seeking profit as a public servant and making eight hundred k, you know, through your husband, that's disgusting. It Think about it. Completely invalidates her. But she never really was valid. I, I, of course I, not. I, she's no. such an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> the whole squad is that way. But think about that for a minute. How many people complain? They've done, you know, complete exposés on ABC 2020 and Nightline and all that on preachers right. who, who take money, you know, from, from their congregants who, you know, uh, are through the television. They'll, they'll, they'll write a check to the preacher or whatever. The preacher turns around and buys a jet, enriches his life and does this right. and does it. And, and, it, and man, that's the biggest scandal in the world. Well, these very same people that gave money to Ilhan Omar, they believe that she was fighting a righteous fight against capitalism. A righteous fight against the the system and the man and all that kind of stuff. Right. While she was taking their money and enriching her hubby <laughs> to a tune of a and million fattening bucks, fattening up their bank accounts. You know, yes. it's, it's, it's such a load. It really is. They're such hypocrites. You know, and 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 it's even worse when when they're again when they're out there preaching against the evils of money and capitalism and profit. Right. Right. And yet they're enriching themselves we, left we have to and tear right down the system. We have to tear down. We have to tear down the system. The system had to go oh, and all that. And then the next down, thing man. you know, she load, <laughs> yeah, she loading her pockets full of money, man, from the people yes. who thought she was there to tear down the system. Um, okay, at least so, the people who give to the preacher are making a choice. You know what I mean? Right. You, you're you're just taking the money for yourself, and nobody really has a choice in that regard. So sit down, Ilhan. Um. So, okay, when Bill Clinton went to Mount Rushmore, it was great. It was beautiful. This is awesome. And every president ought to be giving a speech here. ABC said it, and CNN said it. Oh, my God, this is wonderful. Bill Clinton's here. Look at this. Amazing. And those guys up there represent the best of America. Then when Barack Obama went there, basically the same thing. Wow, unbelievable. He's standing here in front of this 
tremendous monument to some of the greatest people <laughs> who ever served this country. They were great. Donald Trump goes right. there last Friday. Look at all them racist slave owners. We got a Donald Trump included. As celebrating racist white supremacy. Right, right. You know. So... And I told you at the time, I said, look, this ain't about tearing it down. They're not going to tear it down. This is about negotiation. They're negotiating to get Barack up there. So last night, Don Lemon is talking to Fredo, and he says, you know the way to fix uh, Mount Rushmore. It's, it's, it's ir- irretrievably broken unless, unless, unless. There's a way to fix it. There's a way to, we can fix it. The way to fix it is to put Barack up there front and center. Barack needs to be front and center. We put him up there. That fixes that entire situation. Fredo's going, yeah, man, I didn't yeah, think man. about That's a good idea. Let's do that. Let's put, let's put Barack up there. That'll fix that place. Let's just put Don Lemon's face up there. Let's just put Don Lemon up there. Let's just you know, put, him let's put, him, put him up there. Put him up there. Let's just <laughs> him put him up there with a, a little tent on top of Washington's forehead. A pup and, you know, tent. he can sit up there and do his show. Well, it's so inane, and and, and and we you called it. We talked about it that at some point Trump called it, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago. What he says, well, you know, now they're going after Confederate statues, but at some point they're going to go after Abe Lincoln. At some point they're going to go after Mount, Mount Rushmore, and it's absolutely what they're doing. Sure, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't think anything's. Ha- I don't think Mount Rushmore is going to change one bit. Of course, it doesn't. It's not going to. Doesn't change not anything. Actually, do anything. No. Uh, again, that's one of those things that goes away once November rolls around. But it's just so asinine to sit and listen to these people uh, prattle on like that. Like, let's put Barack Obama. What did Barack Obama do? Uh, what did he do? He was one of the what worst the things do? that ever happened to the country. He was one of the worst well, things that ever I happened mean, to the country. Well, you and I agree that he did a lot of negative stuff and harmful stuff. Big time. But Big from time. their perspective, yeah, I, I ask people all the time, and I remember back in the day when uh, he was still president, I'm like, well, what has he done? Nothing. Well, he's brilliant, Sean. I'm like, oh, okay. He's just brilliant. He's not. He he's is. not even that. He's, he's not, not even brilliant. Um, in fact, you know, uh, people like to say that about him. He was well-trained and schooled uh, sitting at the feet of Bill Ayers and people like that in, in, in his living room. And so he knows the right words to say and the right buttons to push. But here is a guy who was anti-American as a day is long. And you can't lead something that you do not love. Uh, now that we're finding out more and more, because the memos are now coming out, Peter Strzok and people like that, Obama's fingers, in my view, were all over this whole idea oh, of yeah. trying to disrupt the new president who was coming in and Obama knew about it, as far as I'm concerned and probably directing it as far as I'm concerned and had his fingers all over it you can't you can't ensconce somebody on Mount Rushmore who was trying to subvert an incoming choice of the people the will of the people of the United States you certainly can't ensconce somebody on Mount Rushmore who was funneling cash in the middle of the night in unmarked airplanes to the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism this idea of putting his face on Mount Rushmore is an absolute slight to the entire uh, United States of America and the people who gave their lives for this country, including those great men that are on Mount Rushmore. And that, by the way, has nothing to do with his skin color. My feelings about him have nothing to do with his skin color. His performance while he was in office, he was an anti-American president, and we we should never revere him, ever. It it would be an insult, because the other guys up there, man, the presidents, they were all about what this country is about which is freedom, the Constitution, personal liberty. Uh, and to, so to put a guy up there who spent every waking hour of his political life trying to undo that, uh, and illegally in my opinion, uh, and to attempt a, a coup against uh, a legally elected pro, uh, pre, uh, president, 
would be an insult. It'd be, it'd be you know, it'd be an insult of epic proportions, literally. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I don't, it's, 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 it's fun to talk about, but they're not actually going to do it. Nothing actually is going to happen. Again, this prattle. is one of those things. It is prattle. It's gibberish. This is one of those things yeah. that goes away once the election is over. No matter how the election goes, this is not something that this is not a topic that survives past. I just can't when they know Clinton was there and Obama was there and they know they fawned over him. I don't know how they 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 sit and say it's a representation of white supremacy with a straight face. Oh yeah, you know that's and the part of it that just really I can't wrap my mind around. And they're carrying it on. All right, quick break. When we come back, more wearing rhyme on the other side. BSG has got a brand new e-commerce site that's a money-saving place for you at bsgtexas.com, and that's bsgtexas.com. Six months deferred payments, and they can do that for you right now with smart home technology, whether it is a new smart security system for your home, that everything is now linked to your smartphone. This is really cool, by the way, because they can link your entire home security system. Your car security system can be linked to your smart home security system and to your phone wherever you are. Your pipes in your house, so if a pipe breaks, you're going to know about it instantly no matter where you are on the planet. It's all smart home technology, all linked to your home security system and all linked to your smart home. And I'll tell you, Jim Davis is a great guy, and his crew, he has done a phenomenal job finding the best people in the world to uh, talk to you about smart home technology, which is revolutionizing homes all over this country. It's a money saver. It really is a money saver, a time saver, and a big, big way of having convenience in your home. Check them out today at BSG, 210-877-1222, and BSGTexas.com. Well, the AccuWeather forecast, simply put, is going to be hot. Gosh, man, we're talking about some of the area is going to have hundreds today, and then tomorrow most of the area will be in the hundreds. And then it just goes up from there, and the first part of next week, as we can Continually just go up. First part of next week, we're talking about 104, 105, 106. Mm. So you know about taking care of the pets and the old folks, too, and making sure they're well uh, prepared and hydrated for what's going to be going on the next Dot com. News is happening fast. Stay connected with News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. This is the time to reopen schools, to rethink school, to be more nimble, more agile, more responsive to students' needs in a 21st century changing world. This moment demands actions, not excuse-making or fear-mongering. Man, I'm going to have to put this up on Facebook. I'm going to have to share this on Facebook, Sean. Right, this is What's this it? is cool. Before you riff on whatever you got there on your desk, I, I just came across this. Uh, let me hit share on this real fast. It's this guy that, uh, you know, we're talking, been talking a lot about how people are rediscovering the RV life, you know, and they're hitting the road in the RVs oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. not messing with the airports now. You can control the environment and, you know, where you want to go, when you want to go, and all those kind of things. So people are getting real creative about this. This guy bought a apparently a VC-10, a VC-10 jet engine which is a large jet engine, you know, the the big right. round thing. And he hollowed it out and then made that into an RV. So he's got a dinette in there. He's got a kitchen in there inside this jet engine. He got a little sleeping area inside this jet engine. The side of it comes open, and that's how he gets in there and uh, gets out. And he puts it behind his truck, and he tows it all over. Everybody goes, look, it's a jet engine. And he said, nope, that's my RV. <laughs> that's kind of cool. <laughs> I bet it moves. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. You that's see him pull funny. into the to the county park, and you go, whoa, dude, 
Anyway, I just thought Johnny that was Barty, that guy pulling up the Sonic would scare the crap out of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Wow. So what you got on your desk, man? Anything cool got, over there? I got it. I got Halle Berry on my desk. I got Halle oh, Berry on my okay. desk. All right. Okay, not really. But, uh, no, I got Halle, Halle Berry <laughs> in, a, in a controversy because she made the mistake of an interview with, I think, Variety magazine of saying that she was considering a role in an upcoming film where she would play a transgendered man. Uh, can't do woman, that. A woman becoming a dude. Okay. Nope. Can't do it. Can't because do it. Because as an artist, as an actor, she said, "Well, that would be a very interesting thing to attempt." And I would like, to, I'd like, I'd be. Well, no. Yeah, you're right. They went <laughs> after her. The cancel culture went after her. There you go. Time. You know, that's a job for an actual transgendered man. Trans of course, men are men, and you're not a man. You know, and it mm -hmm. just went on and on. And because she's so terrified of the cancel culture herself. She offers now. This listen. This is what she wrote. Okay, over the weekend, I had the opportunity to discuss my consideration of an upcoming role as a transgendered man, and I'd like to apologize for those remarks. As mm -hmm. a cisgender woman, I now understand that I should not have considered this role, and that the transgender community should undeniably have the opportunity to tell their own stories. I am mm -hmm. grateful for the guidance and critical conversation over the past few days. And I will continue to listen and educate and learn from this mistake. I Idiotic. vow to be an ally in using my voice to promote better representation on screen. In other words, I mean, it, what a barfing Idiotic. apology. Yeah. The, the way these people stupid. bend over backwards with these stupid apologies for something they shouldn't apologize for. Stupid. It's absolutely it's just stupid. nauseating. Idiotic. You know, yeah. it's like she's trying to outwoke everybody with her, with her apology. I'm so sorry. I screwed up so bad. I just, mm -hmm. I'm going to spend the rest of my life learning from this mistake. Well, let's, let's talk about this for a second, because isn't that the idea of being a thespian? In fact, it used to be you were a really good thespian when you played somebody that you obviously weren't, but you made it seem like you were that person. That yeah. was the art of being that's, a thespian, was you, kind of, you, right. you actually were supposed to play somebody you're not and then make it seem so darn realistic that people were actually drawn in and believe that you are who you're playing. I think the best, one of the best we ever saw seen do that has been Jack Nicholson over the years. Jack Nicholson, who knows what he is, because he's done so many different things and he's been so many different personalities. Who knows the real Jack Nicholson? But he makes right. you believe it because he's such an awesome thespian. He's played all these different, we call them characters. Their personalities is what they are. And well, so to right. say that you that you can't do that anymore, you're killing the entire... Well, okay, try to make Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire again today, or that TV show that Tom Hanks did where he dressed up as a girl. Try to do that... The, <laughs> these days you couldn't do it you couldn't do you it couldn't. i mean you 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 look at a movie like uh uh, uh my left foot uh with daniel yep. day lewis which is one of the finest acting jobs ever captured on film where he plays a painter uh i believe who had ms and uh uh just you you believed he was that character it's acting that's the art of acting is learning how to inhabit someone else that is not you and make you look it at a guy like one of my favorite actors, uh, Gary Oldman, uh, who is a chameleon that just disappears into every role. They're brilliant actors. If if you're just going to play people who are who are you, who are the same skin color as you, what would be the point of acting? 
I think an actor should be should be able to take on any role they want to take on and give it a shot. I don't care well, who it is. I don't care what kind of person. You know, I'm, I'm, I mentioned Jack Nicholson. I think he's been the best at being a chameleon and you know taking on all these. Just who knows what he's going to be next? You know, if any, if he does another role, somebody who has the common thread through everything he has done throughout the years is William Shatner. William Shatner is William Shatner is William Shatner. He is Captain Kirk in every single role. Whether it's whatever he's doing, he's Captain Kirk. He might be Denny Crane, but it's Captain Kirk doing Denny Crane. Right. right? right so he doesn't right. really change it up all that much. He is who he is. But great thespians are the ones who can really take on the personality of whoever they're playing and make you believe that they are that person until you're sweating uh sean connery <laughs> sean connery is another one who could do it right well, connery yeah connery though you know he's he's always a little connery in just about everything he plays but i mean well his personality but, transcends each right. character right his but, I mean, you the, know the, his personality is that the, the true actors who i who come to my mind are the ones that there's no trace of them in in their personality. right right uh, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis, again, is another one of those who every role he's in, he is a completely different human being. Right. Uh, and I think that's the real brilliance of an actor. Halle Berry is an amazing actress. She's done some amazing yes, she roles. she is. Uh, right. Since Monsters Bowl. And uh, uh, I would love to see what Halle Berry would do playing a transgendered man, but it's never going to happen can't. now. She can't. Because she's can't not. She's her. a cisgender. Right. Hey, you know what? They don't get to what label is that? us, man. No, what is gender? It's, it's a nonsense word that means you're straight. It means nothing. It, it means doesn't mean nothing. anything, man. No, it's stupid. And that's where this all has gotten just this turn for the worse and stupidity that we're living with. And, and her uh, apology was was even stupider than the fact that she can't take the role now. That's That makes it even worse. That piles on... Uh, 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 just a strange, um, stupid aspect to all of it. That's the only word I can think of to use. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. Well, it's just these nauseating, rambling apologies when they're called out, and they, then they go on the apology tour for things that nobody should have to apologize for. Right. She didn't right. say anything wrong. She didn't do anything wrong. You know, oh, boy. I, I think that's a part of took it a I role. can't stand. She took a took role. Took a role, man. Oh, yeah. Well, she didn't. She was just talking about auditioning for the role. So she didn't even yeah, take the that. damn role. Can't even talk about that. That's the mistake uh, of her life. <laughs> right. When we come back, more wear and rhyme on the other side here at KTSA. For the first time since World War II, it's not going to happen. We'll talk about what it is. Alamo Water Softeners, you know, you hear a lot about Alamo Water Softeners here on KTSA. By the way, thanks to them again at the Townsend family for being, uh, once again, sponsor of um, another great time for you to give back, and that is Operation Interdependence. And Alamo Water Softeners is a fine sponsor of that. More details at KTSA.com. 210-274-6122 is their phone number when you want to start protecting those expensive appliances in your home, your water heaters and your dishwasher and all that. you got to have a very fine water softener. If you don't have a fine water softener in your home, you're doing destruction to that. It's going to cost you a lot of money. It's going to cost you a ton of money. And the best that's built, made in San Antonio, so the money stays in our economy, but also made specifically for our hard water, Alamo Water Softener, simply put. I've had one now for at least a decade, and I love it. Give them a call today, 210-278747. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The board feels good about this proposal. And it's really important to tell people uh, that child care centers will be up and running as soon as Monday because for some parents that's going to be very, very important to their immediate plans. Again, 
another uh, Marxist politician that I, I just don't trust. That's Bill de Blasio, who's destroying the police department up there and has brought down the worst wave of crime that they have had since the 1970s in New York City. And uh, he's the worst at it, so I, I can't trust him or believe him. Here in Bear County, the COVID dashboard says 15880 cases. Went up 778 yesterday. Went up five deaths yesterday, now at 137. Uh, let's see here. Total recovered 6,097. But I told you they've been, you know, changing the look of this thing because, yeah. well, because they listen to us and they <laughs> <laughs> apparently <laughs> they apparently the they board. do right. <laughs> so, been talking about how young people were going out and protesting with Ron Nirenberg right in the middle of the protest, and how that's what brought on a lot of this latest wave. Because then the young people, after they protested and spread it amongst each other, then they went to the bars and then they went and floated on the river and all that kind of stuff. And you know, for days we're following how they had it broken out by decade. So they had you know zero to twenty or nineteen and then they had 20 to 29, and then they had 30 to 39, etc. And it was real easy to break it out, but it was also real easy to say, okay, look at the 20 to 29 numbers. And if you want to, you can look at the 19 or the 18 to 29 numbers, but you can look at the 20 to 29 numbers and see that huge spike after the protest. It just jumped after the protest, right? And it was real easy to see that. Well, now they've changed it to 18 to 40, 18 to 40. Oh, come that's, that's on. the bar. They yeah. just changed yeah. it. 18 to 40. Yeah. And, and and the bar is laying on its side instead of shooting up in the air because it's not as, I guess, uh, visually incriminating if it's laying on its side as opposed to shooting straight up into the sky, right? Right. Right. And, right, uh, right. So it's now 18 to 40, which they're trying to give the impression, in my view, oh, there's a bunch of 40 year olds. Uh, so, yeah, people that went to the all the 40 year old singles that went to the bars. There's the one who did it, yeah. They're trying to hide the spike, you know, and and. Yeah. and and here's the thing. I, I, I cut bait on the COVID dashboard a few weeks ago because, I, I, you know, the numbers I can get anywhere, uh, it, it, it was very obvious because I think within the first week they put that thing up, they were making design changes as they went. And you and I started to notice that the design changes seemed to uh, correlate with whatever narrative they were putting out there about COVID. Uh, they'd emphasize one number one week, and then they'd change the whole look of it for the next week, you know. And so I, what, what really disturbs me is that they must be having conversations about this. It's stuff that just doesn't happen. That, does, that no. doesn't just happen where you Planet. change up a website like that. People have to sit and discuss why they're going to change this, what, what sure. should we do, which means they're having these discussions. Oh, man, people are connecting the... The spike in twenty something so, something to the protest. We need to kind of bury that a little, mm -hmm. you know. So that's the creepy part to me. Is they're actually they must be having talks about it. Nerd well, and here's the know. thing that again, like I've said from the beginning, when politics gets involved, you can't trust it because no. politicians politic right, and they they want to manipulate data to fit there. Now, look, the problem with that is when they're manipulating the data, the problem with that is this is real. People are mm -hmm. sick. People are dying. There's no doubt about that. People will die in the future about this. You can't poo-poo this, and you cannot manipulate the data to fit your own politics, and that's exactly what they're doing. That's the problem with manipulating data and by you know changing the website every time you turn around to make it say something you want it to say is right. that you're dealing with a very real deal. And so you're, you're saying that on television every night, this is a real deal. And it is, and, and people need to protect themselves, and they do, and people are going to the hospital, and they are, and people are dying, and they are. That's all true. 
And, and but then you turn around and you say, "Now, how can I make this play right for me?" And that's just absolutely <laughs> soulless. It is. They're having like meetings my about this. Yeah, right. How do we? How do we? Uh, how do we make the twenty-something uh, thing not look so bad on the dashboard? Any ideas? You know. Well, maybe if we put it sideways and bury it with the forty-year-olds. You know. I mean, that's the creepy part. They're actually <laughs> having meetings neck. about this stuff. Some, Some pencil neck web designer so, dude, yeah. Well, if you, uh, well here's I, what you well, can do. We'll fold it into the, uh, first off, it won't be red. It's going to be yellow. Ron, do you like yellow? Yeah, I like yellow. Okay, let's go with yellow, and then we're going to set it on its side so it's not <laughs> spiking up into the sky and freaking people You know out. what I just had into my mind? You know what I just had into my mind? What? This is one of those meetings around the conference table with Dr. Evil kind of thing, you know. <laughs> right? Right? So... <laughs> Let's say 40-year-olds. Nope, sorry. We, we can't it, do that. How do, we hide the, how do we hide the 20-somethings from the spike? Please, give me your thoughts. Frau, give me your thoughts Frau, now. Frau. How do we do that? We need to do that before tomorrow, before Sean and Trey go on and continue to make fun of us. Yeah. It's, All right. it's true. The Texas State Fair is not happening this year. It's yeah. not going to happen this year. They've decided right. you can't have a fair in the middle of a pandemic. Probably the what we need more of is fairs, and we're not going to have them this year. We need to have more fun, you know, more opportunity no, to have fun. fun. Nope. Yeah, uh, no, let's ban fun. I've decided in, bear, in, uh, in the city of San Antonio that we're banning fun. All modes of uh, fun are now banned and can get you arrested, right, Judge? It'll That's come. Right. W- w- we go back to fun after November. State right. Fair has only been canceled eight times. It started in eighteen eighty six. First cancellation was nineteen eighteen, the end of World War One, nineteen thirty five through thirty seven during the Texas Centennial and Pan American Exposition, and finally nineteen forty two through forty five with the uh, World War Two. And uh, but it's going to be canceled this year. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, more Warren Rima on KTSa. Right now is a great time to either go online to wagnerholick.com. That's W A G N E R H O L A K dot com, or call two ten six two five eighty two twelve. Schedule your appointment to with Jonathan and his great team at Wagner Holick Custom Homes. You probably got an idea in your brain about what you'd like to be living in, what kind of facility you'd like to be living in. It might be where you are right now, right? I mean, that's possible. You might be totally happy with the school. You might be happy with the neighborhood. You might be totally happy with the neighbors. And it's just time to make a few changes to where you are right now. You've been at home. You've been looking around thinking, I wish that was over there and this was over there. And we got a new bathroom and a new kitchen, a new cabinetry. Wagner Holick can do all of that remodeling for you right where you live. Or... Or if you're thinking about moving into your next home and you want a custom home that's going to be fit for you and Mama, that's going to be perfect for you too, get in touch with Wagner Holick today and let them start working on your dream. Wagner Holick Custom Homes, 210-625. At the Institute for Functional Health. So if you say it doesn't matter whether you put it on or take it off, you're giving a, a, a wrong mixed signal. The signal should be wear a mask period all right very good okay uh that's anthony fauci it's where in rima trey where sean rima ktsa that's where we are that's where we've been that's where we're gonna be um whatever uh so (laughs) (laughs) whatever i don't even know where i was going with that uh tennessee (laughs) tennessee church giving checks to their local police officers cool thing this is in uh, uh missionary lighthouse missionary baptist church Right. In Jonesboro, Tennessee, 
they wanted to make a statement to show support for their cops up there. So they raised $23,000 from the congregation and turned around and gave $1,000 to each of the 23 cops, standing for the truth, standing for righteousness. Good on them. Uh, however, cool. a world away in Tacoma, Washington, not so good on these folks. Remember when I told you the other day that a uh, police officer uh, put this video out because they had been requested to provide security at a defund the police march and rally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? The on. people who who were putting on the defund police rally and march had requested that the police come and protect them and, and, and be there with them while they were marching against police. And this guy made the video, and in the video he said, look, I come in this morning, this is what this video said, he put it on TikTok, I come in this morning, was informed there's going to be a protest to defund the police. Well, that's fine, I like protests, said the cop, except they have requested police presence, you know, for their safety at the defund police event. I blank you not. Oh, <laughs> That's what he said. That's well, guess what? Insane. What? He's under investigation <laughs> for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh come on, man. He's under investigation. This by the is police just department. going off the rails at this point. Yeah, because he's obviously a hateful guy. Uh huh. He's just pointing out some, the ridiculousness of this. He's being investigated. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I, my heart breaks for every cop in this country right now. It really does. Oh my God! How, how can you? How, how, how can you consider being one? I I told this story yesterday. Did this news story yesterday? Um, that in New York City, there's a bill now that they're talking about passing that would make the police officers get their own liability insurance. So when they, uh, so so when the city gets sued. Because of something that a police officer does while on duty, the police officer is going to be held personally responsible for it and their insurance company. Well, guess what? You'll never have another person sign up to be a cop again. Look, as far as I know, and I think you and I have talked about this, the numbers are down already as far as people oh, yeah, are big entering time. the academy. You know, and, and the numbers are up for folks who are retiring early. You know, I can't blame a single one. I can't blame any of them. Nope. I, they're, they're making it almost damn near impossible to do their jobs their jobs being very, very dangerous to begin with, and you're putting them now in situations that are even more dangerous. They're being targeted, you know. I and toys are being yanked off of shelves that have police dolls uh-huh. in them or police action figures or whatever. I mean, it's insanity. No, I don't, and they're doing I, it by know, design. You may it's not have to defund. Oh, of course, you may not have to defund yeah. the police. There may not be no. any cops left at some point. That's the idea, is, is you make it so untenable for somebody to become a police officer, and they, they who, who wants to sign up for that? I mean, you know, seriously, what 18-year-old, yeah. 19-year-old, 22-year-old who's just getting out of college, who wants to sign up for a life of that? It's hard right. enough already, and right. now you're going to say, well, you could be sued, and we'll hold you personally responsible, and you have to carry your own liability insurance. No. And, and it may not even be that they did something wrong. People sue... Uh, people all the time for not doing anything wrong, and 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 you're, you're definitely. I tell you, what you're going to find now is you're going to find all kinds of these ambulance chasing uh, lawyers oh, yeah. running commercials that are going to say, "Were you in a confrontation with a police officer on the side of the road? Call me now, and I'll represent you." And I'll get, you know, six hundred and forty-six thousand dollars from so and so police department, and half of that went to the less than half went to the client, the rest went to me, and I'm very rich, and I have some airplanes and really nice cars. Well, it, yeah, and. and and it, the, the the absurdity of it is right there in that story. 
protesters who want to who want to defund the police requesting police protection. Yep. That's it. That's the that's the absurdity of the whole thing right there in one story and this guy's being investigated for it. He's being <laughs> investigated for speaking the truth about what happened. Uh-huh. That's right. You know, that's correct. that's what happened. They were requesting he- they're requesting police, you know, police protection while uh, marching down the street to defund the police. I mean, th- that's and he crazy. told the truth. And so yeah. now the cancel culture, once again, been kind of a thread through the show. The cancel culture is now going after a cop, and it's their own department. And, and I, I'm going to tell you, and you know cops. I know cops. I've known cops all my life. When you don't have the backing of your department, man, you feel so lost and so vulnerable out there when they don't have your back. And, oh, yeah. and you, you, you live with that every day you get in the street. And, and here in Tacoma, Washington, apparently they don't have the backs of those who are out there trying to do the job every single day because this guy, as you said, merely spoke the truth, and now they want to get rid of him. Now they, they know, we're going to run an investigation. stupid times. You know, these really are stupid <laughs> times. Yep. They really are. I mean, again, that story, uh, Noam Chomsky is, uh, is not liberal enough, and, uh, you know, nobody should read his books anymore, says the new liberals. Ilhan Omar is, is talking about the evils of capitalism while personally enriching herself through her campaign, right. through her position. I mean, it's, it, these are stupid, stupid times. And uh, there are moments where you, you wake up thinking this has got to be a dream, right? This can't be real. It's real, folks, and uh, you know it's it's God knows where it's where it's gonna how it's gonna shake out. Who knows where this train is going? I tell you what's looking pretty good right now is that mud hut in the desert, man. That's not that seemed like a bad idea at all. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, man. I may go live in the desert. I'm just gonna go live in the desert, you know. Mud hut and, out in the desert, not a bad idea. Wig, I'll make a wigwam out there, you know, and I'll yeah. just live. I'll live in a hogan, you know, out in the middle of the desert. Now, just, see, that's you know, racist. You had to bring well, that in. You know, you brought a wigwam oh, and all I'm that. Sorry. That is racist. See, you're being a racist again. Look at I, you. I am. I'm such a stinking racist, man. I man, I only like white people. It's so true. You know <laughs> what you should have said? What you should have said was that you're going to find yourself an old jet engine 